With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester's Red Podcast. I'm Samuel Luckers, the Manchester United editor. I'm joined today by Manchester United writer Kieran Kelly and the deputy, hello, introducing himself very early there, and the deputy United editor, Alex Porter. Hello. Thank you. (laughs) So that's out of the way, anyway. um, In terms of how United have done this week, uh, we'll get straight on to this ongoing debate we had on on Twitter today, a poll as to who should be United's first choice left winger, because none of the players there have really stapled down that role, but they're both doing very well in it. Would you go with Rashford or would you go with Marshall, Alex? Oh, straight in there. Honestly, at the moment, I think I'd probably go with Martial. He's been a little bit more consistent. Uh, we have to expect some inconsistency from both of them. They're both really young players and we have to expect some bad games. But I think and they've both been slightly inconsistent, which is given Mourinho his, his dilemma, although it's a pretty nice dilemma because whoever's not starting is, seems to be coming on and scoring, which is not a bad dilemma for a team to have, but... At the moment, I think I'd probably go with Martial over Rashford. I think the Twitter poll is something like seventy percent in Marshall's favour at the moment. Would you do you go along with that? Um, just to be different, as always, uh, uh, I'll go with Rashford. Um, I think Martial's you know fan base online always make themselves known, so it's not a surprise that result. But um, for me, Rashford, I think just slight. It's only a whisker, you know. I think it's great to have that confidence now that. Um, fans, whether they see Martial on the team sheet or Rashford, they know well one of them is going to deliver. It's just week by week. It's who is it going to be? Um, you know, you're seeing the times where Rashford comes on after Martial's done the donkey work and reaps the reward, and vice versa. And I think it's a a good problem to have. And and perhaps maybe it's not the real selection dilemma they face going forward. I think. Um, you know, there there are probably other issues, you know, centre mid and, and left back that. Maybe you can make a, a stronger argument that they're the real issues going forward because uh, the dynamic at the moment is, is really working, whoever is on the team sheet. You know, really, sorry, sorry was, go, no, go for it. I was just going to say, I really enjoyed seeing Marcus Rashford back in the centre this week, sort of a nice uh, throwback. Yeah. And it was really nice to see him get his two goals and, and look really quite quite good in the role. I mean, it's, it's Burton Albion, it's Championship, but he reminded us of exactly how exciting he was last season and, and the season before mm. and how everyone really enjoyed watching him in the central role and he's had to adapt hasn't he yeah. to, that, to that wing role but it was do you, really do you think that's his best role as a striker yeah I do I still do at the moment which is interesting isn't it because um, he's played a lot of different roles coming up through the youth teams but I still think at the moment central is, is his best role but he, he's, de- he's getting better at the wing role all the time it's a strange dynamic there because Mourinho was asked where, where he is best played uh, Rashford in, in the summer and he says he sees him as a number nine Rashford was asked about it and he said, I think I've only played there for, for two years. There's some debate whether it's on the left wing as a 10, as a striker. Regardless of that, is anybody actually missing Eric Van Perisic at the moment? 
Well, I am. I would have loved to have seen him. Uh, no, I, I think that the the reaction to that pursuit was quite telling. Um, I don't think many, if any, United fans were, were massively thrilled by that and, and not too many were disappointed when he ended up signing a new deal. Um, I think the attraction with him was um, he's hard-working, he, he's a traditional winger, you know, he's one who gets the byline and his delivery is, is really underrated and good. Um, you think of Serie A last season, no one put in more crosses than him. No one in the Premier League came close to putting in as many crosses really? as Paris match. I think Andros Townsend was the closest. <laughs> so I know stats can be misleading, but I think in terms of numbers, he ticked a lot of boxes of what Mourinho wanted because the wingers they have all have something different, and Perisic would have had that something different as well. Um, but I think it's it's quite interesting how um, the the lads who've been on the wings this season have really taken up the mantle and it's not been a case of you know oh, imagine what Perisic would have done in that position it's like well no they've arguably got better alternatives at the moment um, it, I'm sure it's a position he will address again in the summer whether it be left or right wing and it's probably going to be some movement you would think in those positions Do United need an option on both of those flanks because for all the talk about the left side you look at the right side Mkhitaryan and Mata start there but don't stay there same can be applied to Lingard as well Valencia turns 33 next year Fosamento if he comes back he's, he's done well as a right back but he'd probably prefer to play in midfield do, do they need options on both flanks is that something that they need to look for next year yeah, I think they do actually. I think the um, the right flank is less of an issue because Valencia mm. gets forward so well. Whereas on the left, as as we know, there's there's still a dilemma over who which is a best of a bad option in terms of you've got a lot of versatile players trying to fit in the left back role and none of them doing particularly well there. Whereas Valencia really gets forward and therefore it kind of mitigates slightly the problem that you've got, which is Mkhitaryan, Mata, Lingard, whoever it is, drifting in all the time. Uh, whereas Martial and Rashford have, have hooked that, that left wing quite well. But again, I mean, Mar- Rashford would probably prefer to play in the sense of Martial still learning the position as well. Um, so arguably there was there is improvements on both sides. It'd be interesting to see if Luke Shaw can't make the left back position his own, whether it's a, a right winger and a left and an attacking left back that perhaps are, are looked at in the summer. Mm-hmm. It, it says a lot about United at the moment that their two first choice full backs players who maybe in the Moyes season certainly United fans probably would have wanted rid of if not one then certainly both of them in Valencia and Young um, would you are you happy with Young at the moment or do you think that they've got to bring Shaw back in or Blind or Darmian I I quite like Ashley Young uh, I think he's done yeah. well in uh, the two games he's played this season that's been very good yeah yeah so certainly on the on the right I was really impressed with him um, but I would like to see Luke Shaw given a chance that's not 45 minutes against Burton I said it on Wednesday night I think it was disappointing he didn't start it was an opportunity in what elsewhere was a really strong team to test Luke Shaw and see if he is the solution because I think at the moment we can agree that no one's really kind of stepped out from the head of the pack in that position and Luke Shaw hasn't really yet been given the opportunity albeit there's, there may be some issues at training all that kind of thing um, but yeah I'd, I'd quite like to see him given a go why not? I mean, Blind had a, let's be honest, terrible summer and was given a go. Uh, Darmian's not been inspiring and was given a go. Ashley Young was come back from injury and was been given a go. So uh, let's see what Luke Shaw can do. Was Phil Neville harsh with his assessment of Luke Shaw? 
Yeah, it's it's tricky because the the same arguments come up about his his body shape and um, you know his physique and things. And every time he's at training, there's an unflattering photograph, and I kind of just get a bit sick of it personally. You know the amount of pieces that have been written about Luke Shaw. This is the final chance. Just just let him get on with it now. You know it, it's it's up to him now to to prove that he's he's obviously got the talent, but that he's got the kind of desire to be a Mourinho player. Because um, I think out of all the players in that current squad, Mourinho has probably been tested most with Shaw in that he's he's not like a, you know your your typical footballer personality. Um, you know he's not someone I would imagine Mourinho's been easily able to squeeze compared to say Rashford. You know, despite them being a similar age range, I think Rashford handles being dropped very well. He handles being pushed. He's the one who's always there after training working on his free kicks and crossing and things so I think it's kind of the ball is firmly in Shaw's court just to, to keep knocking on that door and show that he, he has what it takes because to be fair to Blind I think he's he's actually improved as the season's gone on a little bit when you think of um, his crossing has, has been one of the things that's been highlighted but um, for the Netherlands he got two assists with two great crosses um, he's set up Lukaku a couple times. Some of those haven't been goals, but it's often forgotten, you know. Swansea away as well. Yeah, go. of course. He has this kind of technique where he'll he'll almost stop with the ball, look up, and then it's like a standing cross. So it's a bit unorthodox, and you can kind of see where he's not the most natural in that position, that far forward. But I think um, it's it's up to Shaw to to wrestle it back from him. I don't think any player has a right, as we've seen with Herrera, to expect to be the first name on the team sheet anymore and um, particularly when the team are playing well but obviously with the the run of fixtures coming up Shaw could well get back in there I think that's what he has to look at. One of the ongoing issues there is that uh, Shaw when he played for the reserves at Tottenham last month uh, someone saw him very warm with Mauricio Pochettino. Pochettino had a big impact on his career at Southampton he helped him get through his first season at Van Gaal as well Um, Shaw's from London, Danny Rose is from the North. It seems like a very convenient swap deal that could happen next year. Shaw's still got time on his side, but United are looking at Rose, they're looking at Kieran Tierney. Is Regardless of how Shaw does this season, do you think United do need another left-back next year? Um, yeah, probably, um, because there's no one really coming in through the reserves that could take that position if... Um, if Luke Shaw or Danny Rose were, were injured long term, for example, it would leave them uh, in a little bit of the situation they're in now, which is, for my for my money, not ideal if you're going to go for uh, multiple multiple trophies. Um, so, yeah, they probably do. I mean, Demi Mitchell's probably the one that is still learning the positions, looks a long way from being able to uh, compete there at the top level. So... You wouldn't you wouldn't want a Danny Rose and a Luke Shaw, regardless of uh, you'd want one of them and then perhaps a, a younger one or who could come through. But United are, are interesting at the moment, I think, because they've got a lot of players who can play a lot of positions, but without. I mean, Mourinho traditionally likes specialists, but we've got mm. Darmian and Blind trying to um, deputise for Luke Shaw. Blind's played centre back. There's a lot of Herrera as a defensive midfielder. Absolutely, there's there's a lot of them, isn't there? That's trying to make yeah. different positions. Ashley Young. Yeah, indeed. Is there any way he hasn't played for United now? I'll I'll put you on the spot on Mitchell. Do you think he's good enough for to be a United squad first team squad member? Now, no, I don't think In so. In the future, yeah, maybe 
maybe one day, but I think he, he probably needs to go out on loan. You know, he's not played left. I, I really like Demi. I think he's really improved his, his work ethic and his attitude. Demi, you, you're on first yeah, name terms first with name him. Yeah. Oh. I, know, I, I, I think I've been impressed with his work ethic. I think it's improved. He's, you know, traditionally a left winger. Even even a striker, he's played at. You know, he takes penalties, but he's, he's worked really hard left back. And I think uh, I think Nicky Butswell was good for him. Um, but he is he, he's trying to learn a position and then play against the the top Premier League players. So I think I think going on loan probably would be useful for him before we consider him a a really useful squad squad option. Going away from who you might, United might sign next year uh, to more immediate matters. Kieran, you've done a piece on these upcoming away fixtures mm. for them. You're in Moscow next week as well for the, mm. the CSKA game, or CSKA. I CSKA don't know how. is traditional. Are you on first name too for the CSKA? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, I've tried to, <laughs> try to... Try as I might to uh, ingratiate myself with the Russians. I don't think it will work uh, <laughs> with CSKA. With but um, the, looking at United's run of fixtures, even... You know, Swansea away it might not be a particularly significant game it probably won't even be on the telly but <laughs> that's another important game in this run um, I mean you're a Mourinho expert from, from doing the book on him yeah has he ever encountered a run similar to this and what 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 was the outcome of it did, did his teams pass <laughs> those tests um, to my knowledge uh, I don't think so I wish I had the encyclopedia there but no I think it's you see the way he approaches kind of um, certain parts of the season where he might shave his head or, um, you know, if, if they've got um, huge games, you know, say title challenger games and Champions League games in the same week, you know, he'll, he'll downplay expectations. I'd say we've, we've seen a bit of that already with the little horses thing and um, deep down he knows Anthony Leicester and a sustained title challenge is, is a real disappointment this season. Um, but these are the games where you really see them tested to play three different competitions. Um, you know, six thousand miles. I think they'll be traveling in thirty-one days. It's um, it's a lot for them, you know, to to juggle after having the luxury of the first. You know, I think they have five home games in their first eight games. So it's a it's a complete flip side to um, what they've been used to, and I think. He's going to change formation as yeah, well, isn't he? Yeah, surely you're going to see, um, if not 4-3-3 three, three coming in, maybe even 3 at the back. Um, he might be bold enough to think, well, um, maybe not so much Lindelof, but Smalling could come in. You just don't know. Um, I think he, he can't necessarily play 4-2-3-1 in all those games, and he can't necessarily play Mata and Mkhitaryan in the same starting team necessarily in all those games. So I think it's going to be... Um, really interesting to see how they got on because there were at that Swansea game um, in August there was a real period after, before they scored where that game could have easily gone another way if Pogba you know got sent off bizarrely um, you know Swansea were and the fans were really putting them up against it they passed that test against Stoke obviously they they went 1-0 down within a couple of minutes they got one back and then went 2-1 up so there's a lot of metal to this team already um, considering how young they are um, and I think this will be another challenge in again showing how um, they can, you know, go Tanfield and not just have thirty five percent possession like last season. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how he sets them up because um, United fans aren't going to settle for that. Are they? Do, do you expect him to be a bit more adventurous than he was at Anfield last season? I think he probably got a bit too much stick for that because mm. United were the better side in the first half. 
second half, Pogba and Ibrahimovic were pretty poor and they didn't have an attacking outlet. Um, do, do you think he will show a bit more adventure this time? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, I, I cannot imagine the stick bothered him, to be honest. No. He got what he wanted he, out of it, didn't he? The, well, the, the one thing that did suggest that it may be took its toll on him was that he ended his press conference went out of the room someone told him the possession stats were slightly different on the Manchester United website and he came back in and he said oh it was actually 36% um, but he got he got the point didn't he which yeah. was um, perhaps and obviously every United fan wants to win at Anfield I'm sure Mourinho would have wanted to win at Anfield but not losing was, was important um, but this season I think United are in a better place aren't they I thought it was it was definitely noticeable who he rested against Burton. You know, the Matic, Lukaku, Valencia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, De Gea obviously as well, but needs less rest than the other three, shall we say. They're, they're the ones that would be more difficult to replace um, if they were out. And certainly over the next period of games, it's interesting to see how uh, they will all get a rest because they're all quite important games. Mm. Um, and certainly Matic and Valencia, um, you know, the replacements are not obvious. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Liverpool is, is just so United are in a better place. They've got a stronger spine there. I think they're in a better position to get to to cope with that period of away games than they were last season, certainly. So I, I think by buying a defensive midfielder in Matic, and uh, they are in a better position to actually go more attacking. And uh, I think they will. I don't think we can expect a five-four or a, or anything like that. But I, I I expect him to set out to win the game. The major thing about that is. That not just the fact that Liverpool aren't quite as in a rich vein of form as they were at this time last season, but the team feels a lot more settled. You go back, and you were saying about the away fixtures, I think mm. they came back from the October internationals last year, and it was Liverpool away and Chelsea away. Mm. Um, and looking at the teams, Young started and Fellaini started at Anfield, which were surprise selections. Yeah. I think it was Rashford and Lingard on the wings at Chelsea. That didn't work. With this United side now, do you, do you feel as though he's got near enough a first choice eleven there? Yeah, it's near enough. I think you're, uh, you wrote a piece in you about his, his untouchables. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a nice little plug there. Uh, segwaying very seamlessly <laughs> into it. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so you're probably looking at maybe two positions now, aren't you? Where it's not someone who's really nailed down. Which on the, the left side, which we just spoke it, about exactly. Earlier. Um, so yeah I think he's, he's more certain of his team and his formation we've discussed how he might change that a bit but it, it's clear what his ideal is isn't it uh, but it'd be interesting to see that's a, that's will be the, the biggest game that United have had this season so it'd be interesting to see if he changes it up and brings in Herrera to solidify the midfield and so perhaps those um, untouchables are they so untouchable for the, for the bigger games for the City yeah. Liverpool Chelsea away indeed indeed United have got, obviously they've got Southampton on Saturday and a couple more games uh, before the internationals resume. Um, despite all those things that have been going on, one of the main talking points this week has been this pretty naff Lukaku chart. I think we, we'd all agree uh, on that. Um, Lukaku's addressed it himself. That really should be the end of the matter. Yeah, I thought it was quite, he did it quite well. Um, just packed the 140 characters in that one tweet Indeed. and it, it literally ticked every box you know just thank you for your support let's move on I know Morata did similar with the, the horrible Chelsea chance that anti-Semitic one and um, where he took the player to kind of put it in such a eloquent 
tweet. I, I know it sounds ironic and eloquent tweet, can they be? But um, <laughs> when when Murata, managed it, yeah, they? when Murata did it, the the worst of its inverted commas stopped, and I think it's going to be the same with Lukaku. And I was quite telling the um, you know police haven't made any arrests and, and things like that. So you'd like to think you know that's the end of it now, but. Yeah, we'll the irony is he's actually got a decent chant already. <laughs> yeah, some players don't have one, do they? No, no, no. Um, are you going to do a rendition of that, Alex? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> perhaps not at this time. Good horse. Indeed. Yeah, it's a like different time of day, perhaps. Uh, no, I, th- I think uh, perhaps if there was some argument to be had, and I think we're all agreed it's a pretty naff chant, but those mm. who were arguing for it perhaps were saying, well, I don't know what Lukaku thinks about it. Now we do. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that should be the end of it surely you've got a few mates who are in the singing section in J-Stand yeah, a couple yeah. Of them are what, what, what is what, what what do they make of it uh, they're not overly impressed I would say uh, a couple of close friends are really uh, really not impressed by it at all but um, you're always going to get a minority who are going to be disagreeing on that And but I'm, I'm just hopeful now that, that that should be the end of it um, because you know I'd have a, uh, a Oh, quite a varied songbook of much better, much better indeed, songs. Indeed, indeed. And we shouldn't also uh, let it blemish the fact that probably the other night that the atmosphere for a League Cup game against Burton Albion was actually very, very good. Mm, yes, um, Mourinho has questioned the atmosphere this season and uh, apparently 50,000 against Burton are the ones to uh, take his indeed. message to, to heart. Uh, I mean, it's, it helps that United won big, but they've done that a few this season, but... Yeah, it was it was a, it was a good atmosphere, and particularly for a, a league cup with a reduced crowd, I think that's hopefully bodes well for when the big boys start coming to town. And they serenaded your favourite Bastian Schweinsteiger. Well, well, can't really argue with that, can you? <laughs> we will leave it on that note. Uh, thank you for listening again. Remember, you can always uh, subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes or via Audio Boom. Thank you. <laughs>